Hello and welcome to a special presentation from In The Money Media, another one of these special shows we have for this loaded Thanksgiving weekend of racing. This is going to be the first of two shows we're doing for this Del Mar fall meet covering the fall turf festival and uh, some other stuff as well. And one of the people we always reach out to when it comes to talking about Del Mar is a man who lives, uh, well, you're no longer feet from the track, but you're still not too far. He's Frank Scatoni. Frank, how are things? I'm doing really well, Pete. Uh, happy uh, uh, post-Thanksgiving day to everybody. Uh, trying to get over the, tur the turkey slumber before the, <laughs> all the big races start this weekend. We got a lot, a lot of really good stuff going on at Del Mar. Uh, as much as I love the summer meet, you know, this is one of my favorite times of year just because uh, Del Mar, all, all the focus is on turf racing out here yeah. uh, from two-year-olds to older horses. And it's just, it's so much fun. I noticed you pulled a trick I pulled in an earlier show, trying to blame the way I'm feeling on this Friday after Thanksgiving on the turkey when we both know it was the whiskey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, you get home from the racetrack and, you know, you smell that food cooking and you want to have a nice little, nice little bourbon just to relax. And before you know it, half the bottle's gone. <laughs> <laughs> what were you on? What, any, anything, anything particularly good? We, we're unsponsored today. So you can't, you can't offend no matter what whiskey brand it was. No, not, nothing super fancy. You know, um, we do a lot of our shopping at Trader Joe's and their whiskey, their bourbon is pretty good. Uh, you know, just pour it on ice, a little, little spritz of soda water and I'm good to go. Oh, I'm sure they have. It's if they have a house brand, it must be from one of the big Kentucky distilleries. Yeah, I'm not sure where they get it from. I don't know if it's a. It might be Buffalo Trace. I'm not sure, but um, uh, you know, it suits me just fine. That's perfect. No, that sounds it sounds beautiful. Good way to kick back and to watch the Dolly Parton halftime show. The Super Bowl has something to live up to this year. <laughs> I was in awe of Dolly. Oh my God! And, and it's so funny because Jay Pridman tweeted right after right after the halftime show that. Uh, she is a national treasure who needs to be protected at all costs. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That woman is just unbelievable. Well, and a great, she's done a lot of like seriously great work. I know actually she, you and she have a cause in common in that she's done a lot of stuff to, to like promote literacy and whatnot. I know she's such a philanthropist. It's, it's ridiculous what this woman does and to do it, to keep doing what she's doing uh, at her age is remarkable. And in fact, like I went and, we put on her new album last night so we could li listen to more stuff. And she does, she, she does a, some really, really good covers on the, on the it's album. A rock record, rock right? Ball. She, that was like her sort of compromise yeah. to accept being invited into the rock and roll hall of fame was I better cut a rock record. And, and ah. lo and behold, she did. I, I think that was the story. And she does have some from back in the day that she has a, a famous, not particularly well-known, I don't think cover of stairway to heaven. Have you ever heard that? Really? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I bet. Get, I bet. get out your I'll, Spotify. I'll have, to, I'll have to dig that up somewhere. That sounds awesome. <laughs> All right, we're not here to talk about Dolly Parton, though we could do a whole show on Dolly. But we will di <laughs> we'll dive in to the, the, the turf racing this weekend at Del Mar. I'm pumped. A week from Sunday, I will be out there for closing day. Love to get to Del Mar at least once a meet whenever possible. But today we're going to talk about the Hollywood Turf Cup. It's a grade two race going a mile and a half with some uh, very, very familiar names uh, turning up in this one. Um, where is your eye drawn? What numbers are, are going to be on your bets? Yeah, but before I talk about the race, just because you mentioned all the, you know, the, the turf the turf races and part of the turf festival, we got uh, stakes race 
uh, turf stakes on Friday and Saturday that we'll talk about. And then next week, uh, you know, it's loaded. You got the Hollywood Derby, which is a grade one. You got Jimmy Durante for two-year-old fillies. You got the Stormy Liberal, which is a turf sprint. And then on Sunday, you got the Matriarch, which is a grade one, one of my favorite races of the year. And then, you know, we close out the turf festival at Del Mar uh, with the Cecil B. DeMille, uh, which is for two-year-olds. So such good quality turf racing. Uh, so to just, you know, for everyone out there, just pay attention uh, to the Del Mar cards through the rest of the meet. Uh, but as for today, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have anything particularly clever. I mean, I see exactly how the race is going to unfold in my mind. You know, I can see Balladeer just out there loping along on the lead. This horse wired the field, two back at Santa Anita. He's an improving three-year-old. But I'm always so suspect uh, when it comes to wire winners on the turf, uh, especially at Santa Anita. That turf course is, is way more speed favoring uh, than the Del Mar turf course. Now, granted, Linda's gift wired them in the red carpet yesterday. Uh, she wasn't, she's, she's not the best, she wasn't the best horse in that race, but she got the best setup and she took advantage of it. So hats off to her. Uh, but she also got away with a 51 half. So you don't see that too often out here in California. I don't think that's going to be the case for Balladeer. So I, you know, I, I'm against Balladeer today, even though, you know, steadily improving. So I said three-year-old earlier, I meant four-year-old. Uh, I got nothing clever. I got the East Coast Invaders. You know, Pete, we always talk about this. You know, when when California dirt horses go, go east, bet them. When East Coast turf horses come west, bet them. Nope. So I'm all about the number one, Francesco Clemente. Uh, that's my top choice. There aren't too many trainers uh, I would back moving up from an entry-level allowance win to a grade two, but Chad Brown is one of them. You know, he, he doesn't get bum horses. He's always got quality stock, uh, and no one gets a horse to finish better than he does, and that's typically the winning move over this course. This guy came home in 11 seconds last time in an 11 furlong race, and, and that kind of late run just – does really well here and I could just see this horse just picking him up and laying him down uh, even though there's not a lot of pace in this race so I was all about all about the the one horse and then if it's not him I expect number eight speaking scout uh, I, I know he just lost to Balladeer um, you know in, in the John Henry but again Balladeer got away with such an easy lead um, you know this this horse had trouble yet he still flew home late uh, put up a good final final quarter gets the top jock in the colony you know when Pratt isn't around and I, I just think he's another one who's going to come late I think it's all about those two I wanted to be clever because there are some quality horses in this race and we don't know what Drysdale's Chilean horses you know what that horse is made of but you know when Motion and Chad Brown come out here you know I mean maybe they want to go to the brig for a fish taco but you know they're here to, they're here to get the dough <laughs> there for a reason not the season as the closer look guys used to say. One of my favorite closer look-isms along with since Hector was a pup. I never exactly figured out who Hector was. Maybe some old school listener can understand and explain that reference to me. I'm mildly oppo to you only in the sense that it is the, the, the second of the two East Coast invaders that I'm siding with, and that's Speaking Scout. I just can't uh, get away from the, the level of flow move-up that Speaking Scout yeah. was in the John Henry as opposed to Francesco, who obviously is one of the other horses to beat, but is coming out of allowance races with great setups. And I'm hoping that Balladeer won't be as loose as time form has him projected to be. And, and I think the key to the race in that sense maybe is number five astronaut. Now, I know Mike Smith, not exactly known for his right. aggressive rides, but right. 
he, you know, the, just the way this looks on paper, it feels to me like like he's supposed to spy at least a little bit on Balladier, as in at least attack him. You know, he might be alone heading into the turn, but you know, hopefully, uh, he'll he'll be kept honest at that stage and having some just relatively just anything other than glacial fractions at that point. And, and you made the the key point also about um, the the nature of the turf course being a, the, the the reversing of form i think could happen um just with the idea that we're going that we're now at del mar and and going further than at santa anita speaking scout of course uh pete and archerios if you'll remember um it was it was it this exact race last year when we had the nice i can't remember if it was a pick four or pick five going that uh that he spoiled the party for us uh, getting the job done um, in, yeah. in a race, it was the Hollywood Derby. The Hollywood Derby, yeah, yeah. as a three-year-old, it was very. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a rough that, one. Pete. I must have blocked that out. <laughs> one of my one of my block it out, turn the page, move on, pretend it never happened uh, scenarios. Yeah, we were we were alive pretty thick here with. Uh, I know we had Wit was the big favorite who we had, and we had some other savers as well. It was it was pretty well constructed stuff, but it uh, like so many. So many plans uh, at the racetrack. It didn't uh, didn't end up uh, going going exactly according to plan that day. But uh, here, I think the source has a huge chance. What were we thinking? Not using gray motion. Uh, it, what, it's what, really what was well. Motion had you know what it was. Motion had two, and we liked uh, the other one. It was one okay. of those. Okay. It was one of those. <laughs> Do you remember the sequence? It was um, Liguria for Chad was in the other stake. Who I think we had Stone Cold single. I don't. Know. It's weird. I, I, I think you could pick a random pick five that I hit and I wouldn't remember it in the same yeah, level I, of detail as I remember the ones that we lose. I'm amazed. I don't remember any of these races you're talking about. <laughs> really? Liguria was so impressive. I can't, that one surprises me that you didn't, uh, that you didn't remember Evan Harlan. No, that was a huge long shot. There must've been another motion in this race. Anyway, we got put away and uh, it, it, whatever the case, I think I'm wrong that there was, uh, oh no, it was script was the other motion that we liked as the alternative. Okay, that sounds vaguely familiar, but you're, you're channeling your inner Nick Tamaro because <laughs> his, his knowledge of past races and horses it blows me away. The dude it's, is like a walking encyclopedia. It, it so is I think crazy. We're channeling him today. Sometimes <laughs> I'm I'm convinced that like if you dropped a box of toothpicks next to him, he might just be able to tell you exactly how many there were. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, such as his <laughs> level of uh, detail in the, in the minutia of these things that we get from Nick, who's hosting actually good chance to shout him out. He's doing the, 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 the quote unquote main players pod where we're covering Naira and Woodbine. Cause we've got all these special shows with others yet to fall uh, yet to drop. Uh, I'll put this one up right away when we finish. And there's just going to be a steady drip of content with so much cool stuff happening this weekend, including the Japan Cup. And that's with Naira moving. You know, remember Naira used to have the big Thanksgiving weekend and they have a solid, yeah. ca- solid cards all weekend, but the big one now moving till, uh, till next week, which we'll of course have covered here on the network as well. Let's move so, ahead. Oh, hold on, got one more. The Japan no. Cup is that is Equinox running in that race? It uh, no Equinox will run at the wait a second oh, now I'm now I'm now I'm putting myself away. Coming up. Yeah, there's also the big race at the end. Uh, there's also the big race at the end of the year. No, okay. Equinox is in here. This is going to be the this is going to be the the, the sh- big showdown between Equinox and that three year old who looked so good um, with the USA themed name Liberty Island. That's what it is. Um, that it looks it looks like a match between those two on paper, but we'll have our whole Japanese team um, in in the mix 
to to give a report on that. We'll be, nice. we'll be that'll be late tonight. So that'll be um, either if you're if you're a late night podcast listener, or you can find that one first thing in the morning. But yeah, we've just got we've got a couple hours worth of, of content divided across several different shows this weekend, and our coverage will continue with the Sea Biscuit race number yes. seven on Saturday, six thirty Eastern is the scheduled post time for this one. And we're going to have a heavy favorite in here, Frank, in the form of the number four, Hong Kong Harry for Hernandez and Phil D'Amato. Are you with or against this run? Well, I, I, as I, I said in the frankly speaking column over the summer that you so graciously let me, uh, let me just run with, you say demand, you say tomato, <laughs> I say D'Amato. This race is all about Phil D'Amato. I, I can't see him losing this race. Obviously, Hong Kong Harry is the horse to beat. Such a cool horse. Ten, 10 wins and 17 tries with four placings. He's won at this distance. He's never finished out of the exact and two starts over this course. You know, he starts over this course. Look, I, you don't need me to tell your audience that he's going to be tough in here. He's obviously the one to beat. Um, but I thought number two, Easter, was very interesting. Makes his first start for D'Amato. Uh, won the restricted lore stakes when I, I think, I think, uh, Graham motion was training him. Uh, yep. yep. Looking at the form there, Graham motion, uh, finished up very strongly in that mile race, despite having zero pace to close into. And he just flew home and smoked them. Uh, so I thought that was very impressive. Um, that being said, all of his best races have come in a mile. So we'll see if he has the same punch going an extra half furlong today. But, you know, I have to think of this is D'Amato had his pick of choices from the turf, all the graded stakes turf races the last two weeks of the meet. And this is where he puts, he puts Easter. So I have to think Easter's ready to run a big one. And then this is my sneaky horse. You know, I say this all the time. I back this horse so many times and that's number three, Balnikoff. Uh, such a tough nut to crack. He's hinted at so much ability at times, but other times he just, he's just a no show. He just doesn't, I, I don't know. He's very vexing to me. I bet him plenty of times, uh, mainly because, you know, if, you, if you're looking at the raw numbers, his come home times are always, always uh, above par, uh, but he never seems to get the job done. Uh, he had to go up to Golden Gate to get a grade three win, and he won that by a nose. I mean, he left that really late. Um, I like him less than the other two D'Amato's, uh, but, you know, that being said, I, I want to use him on some of my tickets just because he's going to be such a good price. We've got your old friend Astronomer in here who you gave a good shout to when winning at 21-1 to back at Del Mar. It looks like a candidate to maybe be the best speed, but do you think with three D'Amato's it might not quite plan out, pan out? Yeah, one of them will probably press Astronomer. You know, Sumter's got speed. Uh, I could see Astronomer just laying off Sumter, you know, in the two-hole. And then I have no idea what to make of this uh, stretch-out sprinter. Front run the Fed. Yeah. Um, I, I it's a very curious spot to me, but you know, I mean, you look at this horse's career, he won $730,000. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, he's a good horse and his numbers are, his numbers certainly stack up with, with the best in here. But I don't know. I just thought this was a very curious spot uh, for this horse. And you know, I'm having a hard time seeing him out kick, uh, you know, the, the D'Amato horses, uh, you know, whichever ones he chooses to come from off the pace. Uh, so yeah, I, as much as I like Astronomer, I think Astronomer is a very, very talented horse. Um, I, I think he's in a little tough today, just given the fact that Sumter's going to go, Astronomer's going to have to go, angle over, and then maybe this eight horse is, you know, pushing them, pushing both of them 
creating a you know somewhat of a fast pace to set it up for one of the D'Amato runners. Yeah, I wish I could be creative. I just feel like everything for me is leaning in the Hong Kong Harry direction, though I could see maybe getting involved with the two or the three if the prices get long enough or playing this in a way where Hong Kong Harry has to be first or second to one of those other two. I just I struggle to see too many of the others getting involved. It's not definitely a race that I'm going to play on uh, on Saturday. Anything else on the Saturday card or shall we move it forward to our, our small little tangent where we talk about a, a dirt race? Yeah, I haven't really dug in too deeply on the Saturday card, but um, you know, any, anyone who follows me on Twitter, uh, I live stream my on track Saturday seminar. So uh, me and my guests this weekend, uh, Jerry Wesselow, who was a co-owner of the great Calbred Brando, the bartender. Yeah. Uh, Jerry's a terrific handicapper. Uh, he's done so well in the claiming game with uh, horses with Craig Delasse. So we'll be going over Saturday's card. If you follow me at Scatoni Shot on Twitter or go to the, my website, frankscatoni.com, uh, you can see the live stream of the On Track seminar and uh, hear what we think about Saturday's card. Uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to do the work. Do the work tonight after the races today. So I'll, I'll dig in Excellent. a lot deeper. So unfortunately, no spot plays as of yet. But uh, if you tune in and listen, we'll give out some some clever opinions uh, on Saturday. Do you have a Sunday seminar? Yeah, I'm doing the best bet seminar uh, with a buddy of mine named Paul Cush. You may have oh, seen Paul's his great. name. Yeah, yeah, you see his name on some of the leaderboards. A terrific contest player, and just a—I mean, just a really, really good daily player. I mean, he—he he sends me text messages before the races start, and he's got a roadmap. He's like, "This is this is what I'm doing." Of course, he'll—you know—he'll pivot if if you know things uh, turn. Uh, you know, he's not getting the odds that he wants or whatever that kind of thing. But dude is so smart. He's such a good handicapper, and he has a plan. He has a roadmap to success every time he pushes money through the window. So um, I had Paul do my on-track seminar a couple of years ago. He did best bet a couple of years ago. So I'm really excited to have him back uh, again. So it should be fun. That's uh, on Del Mar's social media channels uh, and on their YouTube channel. And that's at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, best bet. We just target in, target in on a couple of races and uh, figure out the best spots on Sunday's card to really get involved and try and make money and hit something big. Terrific. Well, Paul, somebody I've tried to get it for our airwaves. Maybe, maybe you could put in a good word for us. We're in fairly regular contact. I, I, we just haven't ever been able to have schedules aligned. Oh, I know you were, and, and I don't know if you've confirmed it yet, so, so feel free to be vague, but I know you were looking for a pretty special guest for, for closing day when I'm going to be out there, and I'm not talking about myself. I'm not, I'm not confident enough I'll be at the track yet. In time. <laughs> did, you get your, did you get your guest nailed down for, for Sunday? I didn't. We're gonna okay. we're gonna um, do it in the summer. Oh, okay. Uh, a friend of mine is traveling and he's with family and probably just really relishing in the fact that he crushed the BCBC. We're talking about <laughs> Sean Gorman. Uh, yes. Thank you, by the way, for putting me in touch with him. I'm really really excited to get him on the show uh, next summer. So, uh, you know, good things come to those who wait. So we'll we'll definitely have him on. Uh, next summer. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of other uh, Sean Borman tournament victories to talk about in the interim. So no, uh, no, I'm still looking. No. I haven't figured out my, my next Sunday guest. Well, let me uh, look. I'll send you my jet blue schedule. If you're, if you're, if you're hard up enough. Uh, I do worry though, that if I'm flying from the East coast, I almost can't get there in time. You said it's 11, it's 11 local. Yeah. And that's the one I do remotely. So, you know, you'd have to like get to a place with internet real quick. You know, we yeah. don't do it at the track that one. It might so. be tricky. It might be yeah. tricky, but I'll, 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 I'll double check the schedule. I'd love to, 
I feel like I'm on a streak of having done it a few years in a row for, for your know. film each show. So if we can get it done, we, we will. But, yeah. Uh, I, well, I used to host the on track seminars on Sundays and, um, this year we pivoted and I do it on Saturdays now and I just do the live stream on Sundays. So, uh, gotcha. that's why you were able to do it the last couple of years. Uh, but, um, you know, Dan Smith, the great Dan Smith hosts the Sunday on track seminars at Del Mar. And, uh, for those who are coming out to the track, uh, the Saturday and Sunday on track seminars are outside the Hacienda room, uh, which Pete and I used to affectionately call aqueduct at Del Mar and uh, <laughs> just started 1135. <laughs> and when you see it, you'll get it right away. You get it. You'll know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Let's move on to Sunday and the, the native diver. No, for whatever reason, no steak. I feel like there should be on, on principle, some sort of minor uh, turf steak, at yeah. least that we can consider, consider as part of the festival. But instead we've got grade three action going a mile and a half on the dirt. And, uh, a, a race where a quick observation suggests that Arrow the Great might be uh, loose a long way on on top here. Do you think it will be uh, Arrow the Great or one of the others here in the Native Dime? Yeah, I, I, I'm all about Newgrange here. I, I've always liked this horse, and I'll never forget. Uh, I forget which race it was at Santa Anita, but before the race, Jessica Pfeiffer, who um, <clears throat> you know is is. Uh, closely affiliated with the D'Amato barn uh, yes. in many ways. She taught, she was on camera uh, before the race and she said, this is, this is one of the classiest horses she's ever been on. And she's been around some pretty good horses and I trust yeah, her. That barn. Yeah. Yeah. I trust her opinion in, implicitly. Uh, and I just think, you know, you look at the form and this horse prepped last time, talk about a flow upgrade, got caught up in a really, really fast pace and, you know, tired after a, you know, six, seven month layoff, whatever it was, March to October, uh, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, seven month layoff. And uh, I have to think this was the target. And yeah, out of the grade is going to be in front, but Edwin Maldonado is, you know, he's aggressive. He's not going to let that horse get too far away. I could see them turning for home, running one, two, having new Grange pounce, having out of the grade start to tire and then I'm all about Skinner and Mr. Fisk coming and, you know, competing to, to round out the exactas and tries. I, I Very rare when I look at a race and I go, oh, my God, I know exactly what I'm doing here. New Grange yep. on top of those two. And I'll come back uh, a little less with those two on top of New Grange. And that's, you know, that's that's how I see it. I think New Grange is ready to run a big, big race. Did you have any excuse for Skinner last time? I mean, look, the horse has been eight to one the last twice, but I, this horse I expected just a little bit more from. I'm not getting off. I mean, I like your idea of, of getting this one in underneath, but I was just curious if you had anything uh, specific to, to maybe explain the last the last couple efforts. Yeah, or it, just it, a was a wet, it was a wet, fast track. <clears throat> and, you know, Mike Smith just kept the horse way outside. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kept the horse way outside. And he just ran around the track. So... Um, you know, I, it's, 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 a, it's somewhat of an excuse. I mean, yep. yeah, probably should have run better around, you know, rounding into form third race of the form cycle, but you know, Peter, it's a grade one, you know, slow down. And he's a good horse, really, really good horse. Uh, it's unfortunate he got injured. He's a, he's a terrific nine furlong horse. Um, you know, those 10 furlong races, he ran so well in the Pacific classic, but that last furlong just got to him and he's still, that you know, and defunded, you know, defunded is not too shabby either. He's won some grade one, so that was that's a tough field. This field is not nearly as tough as that. 
Um, no, so I really point. forgive those those yeah. races. And really, you know? looking at looking at final figures too. I mean, is right there with what uh, with what Newgrange has been running too. So maybe you're yeah. right. Maybe I wasn't giving the the class and the width of the trip the, the weight that he's not. Not that I was <laughs> talking off. I mean, I, I like Skinner, but it's it's one of those where I, I the real way I should have asked that question was: Am I nuts to keep betting on Skinner? When, with, well, with here's the, the other thing. Point. You know, I, I I think I think the Del Mar track this this meet has been the main track's been a lot more fair than it was over the summer. But you can come from off the pace in route races, and you and and you. This horse will be grinding away and leveling out, turning for home, and he could make up a lot of ground on this track. You can't do that at Santa Anita, especially if you're four wide. You know, I mean, you just can't do it. Uh, and then two back, you know, it's the Pacific Classic. You know, you had, yep. <laughs> look at Arabian Night, Go Rocket Ride, and Slow Down Andy. I mean, those those are those are Grade One horses. Uh, Skinner, not quite Grade One caliber yet, but. He's an improving three-year-old with, you know, a big future ahead of him with John Sheriffs, you know, one of the best, best patient trainers uh, we have out here. So I'm not betting him to, you know, like I said, I'll use him on top in, in exact as with Newgrange. I'm not betting him to win uh, because Newgrange is, is the horse, but I, I do think Skinner is going to run really well. And then of course you have to consider the Baffert and Mr. Fisk, um, you know, Baffert coming off a little bit of a freshening with a three-year-old who just looks like he's going to just keep improving uh, given that breeding. I think, I think Mr. Fisk will be ready to run a big one as well. Uh, So again, like I said, Newgrange over those two, and then I'll come back a little bit lighter with those two over Newgrange. I take the littlest bit of a shot with Skinner in case this is the day it all gets put together and saved in exact as with Arrow the Great over him and also Newgrange. I think you make a good point about Newgrange potentially on figures being able to chew up Arrow the Great and, and spit him out. But I do think Arrow the Great will be in front if it's that type of a day. For me, the value of the race might be and try to get Skinner in there one, two. We'll see how it plays out and uh, we'll have you back Frank, we'll have to figure it out when we have all the PPs for the three days of next weekend. We'll do another little preview there. Look forward to getting a chance to hang out with you at the races next Sunday. And uh, we'll be watching you through your seminars this weekend. Make sure to follow Frank on Twitter. What is your handle again? At Scatoni Shot, Or you can go to frankscatoni.com for all. Uh, you can see my link tree and find out all the stuff I'm doing. Love it. Thank you so much, Frank. Thank you to Aaron and the team at Del Mar. Great to be working with you all again. For Frank Scatoni, I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.